this wonderful night in May. I can't believe it's May already. You are listening to Anime Double Play, the coolest anime podcast you've basically ever listened to ever. I'm Mary, and in a shocking question mark turn of events, Thomas is not here to. He is drowning in finals. Oh, pity the fool. But that's quite all right, because I have with me a special guest tonight, replacing Thomas, which is actually kind of funny, because she was going to be on the podcast any way with the three of us. And then Thomas dropped out, and I was like, great, I still get one of my best friends who I've met through anime. We've been friends for over 12 years, and I love her so much. Happy to introduce you to my friend, Patty. Yay! Hey, Patty. Hi there. Glad to be on your podcast. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Thomas is bummed that he's missing your episode. We've been talking, we've been doing the podcast for two years. We've been talking about having you on for like 18 months. Oh, that's nice. We got started. We got started, and then we were like, we got to get people, and we got John on, and we got Sarah and Demeray were on. We were like, we got to get Patty, and we never found a chance. So the chance is here, and we're so happy you're here. It is, and I am too. Thanks for again for having me. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to be doing on this since this is new, but let's go. It's going to be awesome. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so how was your week? We usually start off with... Um, how is how's everything going general pre-anime and then we get into anime everything good mm. yeah everything's been good um things have been a little rainy here but i'm very glad that summer is coming up soon yeah um, totally mm-hmm. yeah I, I can't believe it's may <laughs> I know, it's gonna be May. <laughs> it's so amazing how powerful Justin Timberlake's face can be in meme form. Like, mm-hmm. around this time of year, you see him, and with no words, you know it's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. It's, it's, very, it's very powerful, and I don't know how I feel about it. But it's timeless it's now. I know. It's, and it's like the best month, because it's me and Thomas's birthday. Woo-hoo. 25! so old dying hey hey i'm a little older than you yeah and we have people who listen to this to who are older so i do, I do not mean to offend anyone but 25 <laughs> is a big number it's like one of the bigger celebration birthday things you know it's like it's a heavy number it comes with a meaning yeah. there's significance in 25 and i don't know if i'm ready to face it well, it is what you make of it. Um, for me, 25 has been awesome so far. So. Okay. I look forward to it. But I want to do a quick shout-out to everyone who listens to the podcast. Um, we had our 100th episode live stream two weeks ago. We were live streamed for three Ooh. hours. It was incredible. And then we almost lost the footage. So there haven't, hasn't been an episode in two weeks, and I've been spending all my time. Episode 100, 101, and 102 are coming out today. 100, 101 are out. This is 102. So um, that's where all my time went. But I did manage to watch basically all the anime, except Shield Hero, but I'll get to that. But um, So thank you, everyone, for your patience, and we will get into the anime show. Um, Patty, what are you watching? I actually don't know what you're... I mean, I know the one you're watching, but we're going to save that till the end. What (laughs) are you watching besides that? I haven't mentioned it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Even though it's the big one, we're going to wait. Okay. Um, I've been... I'm 
So this year, my quest has been to start and finish Inuyasha, and I've been doing very well on it. I'm on the final act, um, and I'm making good progress, um, and it's just awesome show. What else am I watching? Um, Let's talk I about watch- Inuyasha for a second, though, because okay. I, um, I'm reading it. So where am I in it? Oh, it's just things happen and then the same thing happens over and over again in Yasha. It gets kind of redundant. Um, Oh, (laughs) something just happened with um, Sesho Maru's young girl, which sounds creepy, but it actually isn't. Rin. Yeah, Rin. Um, Oh, she's buds with Kohaku now and they're like hanging out. And I'm digging that. I like that. I love them. I think they make like an awesome like badass pair um Brayden is so cute yeah and Mario is one of my favorite characters so um I'm really digging sort of that like daddy-like vibe in a non-creepy that way that was one of the most surprising things in Inuyasha for me it was a dynamic in Seshomaru's character that I never predicted and he gets the sword that like doesn't kill people yes. and then he sees the girl and he's like Okay, and he does it, and then he keeps her around. I thought, like, maybe he was testing out the store sword, but he's, mm-hmm. like, taking care of her and going after her when she's kidnapped, and I'm like, look at these complex villains. I love these complex villains. Yeah. I love it. He has so much gray within him, and he just, when you first see him, he's just, like, this very cold, almost, like, a soulless type of, like, individual that... All you see is just power hungry. But then through his connection with Rin, you just see him open up and become a lot more complex, experience a lot more emotions, um, like compassion, like love, which I think he really does love Rin. Um, Yeah. And he also looks out for Kohaku at times as well. Okay. I'm not there yet, but that makes Mm -hmm. me happy. I feel so bad. (laughs) Um, Another, the other big surprise for me in this show manga has been Sango. Because mm. I really only know Inuyasha from Toonami. And it's mm-hmm. like, Kakaome, sick boy, Windscar. And I'm like, oh, this is all stupid. But um, And then you see Moroku <laughs> and Sango, and it's like, okay, everyone's happy go lucky mm-hmm. fun. Not Sango. No. Mm-hmm. Sango is like. Bad, traumatized, badass, like, vengeful, mm-hmm. really, really melancholic, like, did not mm-hmm. expect that from her for at all, and she goes through phases where she's, like, joyful, but she always, like, is rooted in her despair. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Inuyasha, never thought I'd see that from you, like, it really surprised yeah. me. I think out of, like, everyone... She has one of the most tragic backstories. Oh, yeah. Which I think at my age right now, I think I really appreciate that, that she isn't the happy-go-lucky versus everything else she's experienced. She has those times when she's, like, super super depressed and is, like, on the outside of the campfire while everyone's gathered together. Um, I mean, her whole family was murdered by her brother by her brother um so she has to navigate that as well as navigating that her brother was under um naraku's influence and the thing that's keeping him alive is the shard 
Evil. Um, Basically evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tainted. Um, so she has to navigate, like, what do I do with that? Is my brother still my brother? And while seeing him continue to kill people and manipulate her and her friends, yeah. um, it's awful. Um, but it's and also Miroku's awesome. a hard partner <laughs> to have. Yeah. That's true. I just got up to the part, and then we'll move on, where um, they're in the mm-hmm. cave, and he's like, I would never abandon the woman I love. And I was like, I was sitting outside on my deck, and I was like, he said it! <laughs> I, like, yelled. I was like, yeah! It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Inuyasha is disappointing at points, but I have to say, for I was going, I was going mm-hmm. into it biased. Overall, I've been very pleasantly mm. surprised. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a fun trip for me i haven't gotten as bored with it as i have with other really long running shows mm-hmm. um and some things do continue but i'm just taking it in stride i actually enjoy some of the fillers too <laughs> so. that's the best you know a show's good when like the filler's good that can yeah, be too i couldn't good stand the fillers in sailor moon but this i i actually enjoy and even if i know it doesn't move forward the plot i like sit down and have my morning cereal and just watch it and just you yeah. know it's part of my morning ritual now cool <laughs> what else have you been watching all right i've been watching um the third new season of bungo stray dogs um, I tried so hard. I think I watched half of the first season. Mary! And then I dropped it. Because I was just like... Oh. There was like this cool crime by a river in the first season. Mm-hmm. And something happens. And it was like about to get to the plot. And then I stopped watching it. Also, I was like about to graduate. I had a lot going on in my life at that time. But it wasn't um, enough to like keep me watching it. And I feel bad because mm. people really like it, and it's like literary stuff, and I like to read. Mm-hmm. So, but you're liking it? Is it season three good? Yes. Um, I just rewatched um, the first season, well, all, the first two seasons again, because I didn't know about the literary stuff because I wasn't as knowledgeable oh. about Japanese literature until the second season where there's like characters that are American literary references. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and then I figured that out. So I went back and, like, researched, like, the characters, and I love it. And um, one of my favorite voice actors is in it, so. Oh, who? Uh, Mamoru Miyano. Oh, hell yeah. Who is he? Um, Is he Desai? He's not Desai. The what? Is he Desai? Isn't that the guy's yes, name? Yes, he is Desai. Yeah. He is Desai. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, line up characters, and you can just pick out, based on, like, the character design, who yes. Mamoru Miyano is. Of course. Um, for our yeah. listeners, Mamoru Miyano is one of the most famous voice actors ever. He's been Tamaki Su in Ori High School Host Club, Light Yagami in Death Note. More recently, he's been Dazai, and he's someone in Carol and Tuesday this season, and he's, he's in a lot of stuff. He's in Tata Never Falls in Love, which is a really cute shoujo from last year that my sister and I loved. He was like this crazy comedic character. And he was the manager in... Zombieland Saga, which I did not watch, but heard was very good. He tends to play these very big personalities or very eccentric characters. Um, yeah. So I love that. 
the battle scenes are awesome. There's like supernatural elements. There's powers based on literary stuff. To me, it just really fits a lot of my taste right there. I'm cool. getting check off all your it. boxes. It's taken off all my boxes right there. Yes. Yeah, girl. <laughs> this is the first time we've had another girl on the podcast right away. Like it's what? it's only me. And then we have a chat group in our Discord and I'm the only girl. So this is just fantastic. I'm having a field day. <laughs> yeah. Some girl power up in here. Yeah. And you said you didn't start watching Attack on Titan? I haven't. No, I didn't know until okay. today that this episode came out. That is all good. I will be brief when I discuss it. Because you're okay. caught up, though, right? Up to season three? Yes. Coolio. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That. Um, anything else this week? Are you good? Um, and the last one I've been watching is just something random that I saw. On, um, it's called Midnight Occult Civil Servants. So... I've seen it, not like, Uh I haven't watched it. I've seen, like, the poster for it. Mm -hmm. It sounds weird just by the title. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I'm like, supernatural stuff is part of my box list of things that I like. (laughs) Nice artwork, and then, you know, things like that, that have, like, different types of like demons or like right. supernatural elements is just really up my alley or like reincarnation or past life stuff and for that's backstory, what I'm kind of getting from this for backstory patty lived off vampire night for oh, a very long Lord. time so that's just think of that as the type that was high school me and then outside of that outside of anime twilight yeah, so there, there, there you have this. it. Teenage Patty in, in, in a nutshell. Cool. Oh, Lord. Um, is well, it worth me checking out or no, this show? Right now, I've there's like, what, three-ish episodes out. It's entertaining, so I watch it like right before going to bed. Um, nothing is jumping out at me as amazing, though, right now. It's more okay. of like an easy, like, oh, cool, okay. I'll keep watching. Okay, cool. Let me know. Yeah. Keep keep me informed. All right. All right. So I'm going... So what Thomas and I usually do is we watch the same shows and then we talk about them. But since we're not watching sure. the same shows, which is totally fine, I'm going to tell you about <laughs> the shows I'm watching and then you can tell me whether or not you would watch them. Okay. And this is the review section. Um, well, Attack on Titan, you're going to watch. So, I'll keep it brief. Attack on Titan Season 3, second, part 2, Season 3, part 2, came out on Sunday, April 28th. It was kind of bomb. I really liked it. Um, Armin is unironically my favorite character in the whole show, and he shines like a diamond, a bright, beautiful star in this episode. He is the sun, the color of his hair. He is, he is everything, and he kills the game, and it's awesome, and there's drama, and there's, like, flashbacks, and there's big battles, and I can't really say anything, but they go to the hometown. It's, like, it takes place right after part one, and it's really good. 
And you should definitely watch it, Patty, because it's bomb. But I don't know how I feel about the opening yet. And I'm big on openings. It's like a weird re it's not a remix, but it's like a meshing of the first opening, like the da 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 into a new song. But it doesn't sound good, like it doesn't mesh together. But if there's anything I've learned from watching anime, it's that sometimes you don't like the opening, your first watch. And then in three weeks, you like want to tattoo the lyrics of the song on your body. So you never know. Um, <laughs> next one. Basically, the, okay, this was my anime of the season so far, but now it's tied with the one I'll talk about after this. This is Sara's On My. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm, no. Alright. Sara Zanmai. It is by the director who did Revolutionary Girl Utena. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. And um, he did Penguin Drum, the penguin I dress up as. Yeah. That guy. Um, it's about boys who get turned into coppas and have to jump into people's anuses and pull stuff out. And um, I, I wish I was lying. So, um... They get turned into kappa, and in Japanese folklore, kappa um, murder people to steal their shiri kodama, which is the organ of desire that lies in a person's anus. And what happens is these three middle school boys get transformed into kappa by the guy who plays Victor, his, his voice is in it, and Mamoru Miyano's in this one too. He's one of the cops, and they're otters and they dance. It's a very avant-garde show. Sarah and Demeray are loving it. Um, it's got some good BL vibes. Very heavy BL vibes. I know that's Ooh. also a box. That's also a box for Patty to check off. Um, this episode, episode, well, Thomas and I did the podcast on Wednesday, and the show comes out on Thursday, so I didn't get to talk about episode three. Episode three was very good. It was very surprising seeing Enta's motivations, and we all knew that he had a crush on Kazuki, but then, like, seeing him kiss him and doing, all like, the whole backstory around that was very interesting. But I think episode four definitely outshined it. There's this one, like, delinquent boy who's one of the kids that get turned into kappa and you find out his backstory with his brother and like how they're in the mafia and stuff and um mm, it was really good it was it was it was Sara's on my is extremely entertaining but this is one of the first episodes where i was like oh i felt that like it made me feel something that's always good to get on a show i don't know if you would like mm. it patty it's it's very all Ikuhara stuff is really avant garde, mm -hmm. so it depends on how far you can go. There's a lot of butt stuff, but it's not. Yes, it's it's not like sexual butt stuff. It's more like vulgarity, symbolism. Maybe. Okay, I would probably try it. Um, I'm not sure if I would like it. The first we'll episode is bonkers. The first episode, I lost my mind. The second episode, though, the cops dance. And the cops dancing is like the meme of the season. I should send you that okay. clip when we're done. But okay. I've been looking forward to the show because it's one of my favorite directors. Because he made Penguin Drum. He made my beautiful yeah. Himari, Princess of the Crystal. So I've been liking it a lot. But coming up second place is like... Your your shonen staple, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer. Have you heard of that? I have, yeah. Oh, dude, you should watch it. It's good. <laughs> Tell me why you should watch it, Mary. Okay, so um, 
this boy, cutest little boy ever, Tanjiro. He's like 12 or 13, kawaii desune. He's um, taking care of his family in the mountains, and he has his little backpack on filled with coal. This takes place like a little, it's it's not ancient Japan, but it's older school. It's kind of like okay. around Rurouni Kenshin. I know you're not 100% on that, but you know me, so you know enough about it. Like samurai, okay. but there are still guns. I think, yeah. Um, so it's like everyone's in kimono and stuff. That's the point. And he goes cool. to sell coal, and he stays over for the night in the town, and then he's walking back up to meet his family, and they're all murdered. Um, they were killed by a demon, and it was really sad, except for his one sister who was still alive. So he takes her. They're running through the snow. It's this, like, beautiful... The animation's fantastic. Um, the studio that's doing this did Fate's Day Night and, like, all those ones with Saber. So it looks amazing. And, um, we find out that the sister who's alive has been taken over by a demon. So it's the story of Tanjiro trying to find out how to revert his sister back into a human. And he becomes a demon slayer. And he tra- he's tr- killing the demons to save people and stuff. And it looks great, and I love the characters. And this episode was really good. He cuts a boulder in half in the last episode, and it was amazing. And then this episode, he's going to, like, his final exam to be a demon slayer. And I don't want to spoil anything, but, um, man, I love this boy. I'm, like, rooting for him so hard. He works so hard, Patty. He deserves it. He needs to win. Um, I was like, oh, it's in Shonen, Weekly Shonen Jump, it's a popular manga. I was like, okay, you're common Shonen fair, and I tuned in, and I've been extremely surprised. My expectations have been blown out of the water. Mm, you're selling this one. It's, it's really good. It's hitting me on an emotional level, which I didn't get. Like, you see the family for 45 seconds, and it's not like, oh, and then they're dead. Like, I only met them briefly, but I was, I was able to connect with them and I was actually sad when they died it wasn't just like here's the story I was like oh I like those people and now they're dead (laughs) but it's good it hit you in the kokoro yes kokoro right there in the kokoro yeah yeah okay I think I'll probably Um, watch that one yeah I can tell you one not to watch okay this is um kono oto tomare it's a it's a stupid it's not stupid. It's an anime about um, a high school club, and they play the koto, which is like that long Japanese oh, picky yeah. thing. It's like picking at a piano. And no one plays the freaking koto in the anime. It's like driving... What's the point of that they, club? This episode, they go to a koto concert, and they play like the first four measures of the song, and then they cut the rest of the performance. And maybe it's me because I'm a musician, but I'm like, okay, yes, it's a, it's about, you know, friendship and drama, and it's, it's a drama. But, like, if you're going to say it's about the koto, you, you better play, have some koto music in the freaking show. The opening and the ending don't have the koto in it. It's like, what are you what are you trying to sell me? And I'm liking the characters. It's definitely like I wouldn't recommend it. If you're bored, it's like a worse Surune. Surune was the one from last year with the Arrow Boys. I watched a little of that one. It was really I watched it in English just to pass time, and it was like it was shoujo trash. It was so good. It was so (laughs) melodramatic and like it's everything I ever want. Yeah. 
It was great. But this is like that, but worse, because at least in Sarune, they do archery. They don't play the freaking right. Kodo, and it's annoying. Um, also, I think, I'm, I think I'm dropping One Punch Man Season 2 because I don't really care. I didn't really like Season 1, and I like one character in One Punch Man. I like two. I like Genos, but I love Moomin Rider. He's the lame guy who rides a bike and just tries to help people because he loves people, and God damn it, I love that guy. So my brother... You, you guys might have heard of him. His name is Thomas. Um, he was like, Moomin Rider's in this episode. And I was like, hell yeah. And I watch it, and it's just him getting the shit beat out of him. Like, slamming his head into the pavement. And I'm like, this is torture. I didn't even finish the episode because I was mad. And I don't care about anyone else in the show. So I stopped watching it. It seems a little extreme. Maybe it is. Thomas will definitely lure me back in. But did you watch season one? Um, I could only make it through, like, three or four episodes. Thank you. Thank you. My roommate is watching it, and he loved it, so. Oh. I mean, I kind of was like, oh, ha, 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 chuckle. It's kind of funny. People think it's hilarious. No, not to me. It's not. I I think it's funny for, like, the first episode, but that's it. Yeah, and then the gimmick dries up. And it's, yeah, like, I'm boring. Like, I'm good, yeah. Um, th- did you watch Mob Psycho 100? I did not, no. Same author. Really good. Same Double author play of One Punch Man? One Punch Man, yeah. What? The first couple episodes are a little hard to get through because all the character designs are the same. Everyone has the same face. But um, talk about hitting you in the Kokoro season two just ended last season. And mm-hmm. wow, it's it's a really, really good show. Mob <laughs> is such a good boy. He's such a good boy. Yeah. So stop One Punch Man and start Mob Psycho. That is my advice to you. Um... For the people of the pod, I did not watch Shield Hero again this week. I'm two weeks behind. I'm trying to find the will to care. Um, Also, I'm watching it dubbed because I don't think it deserves my time. And the dubbed episode was delayed. Well, the thing is, Patty, I see you laughing. I can listen to it at work and not watch it, but still know what's going on. Mm. So instead of, like, taking 20 minutes and giving it the time it does not deserve, I can, like, do something else. But the, the dubbed episode was delayed, so I didn't watch it. And then finally, you should watch this show. It's, um, it's a short series. It's called Senryu Girl. It's like every episode, there's one, every week there's one 12-minute episode. Okay. And it's about this girl who's in the literature club and she's really shy. So she can only speak in Senryu, which are Japanese poems that are kind of like haiku. They're 575. Uh-huh. And she doesn't speak. She has a little board that she writes down her poems in, and then she, like, holds them up, and it's like, today was great. I ate my bento. It was delicious, but it's all in poem form. And it's Mm. really clever and cute. And her club mate, her classmate who's also in the club, is, like, this delinquent guy. He has blonde hair. He gets into fights. But he's not an angry dude. People just fight him because his hair is blonde, and he, like, loves his baby sister and, like, babysits and stuff. And he's in the club because he loves poetry and wants to try and express himself better and it's adorable and they're only 12 minute episodes it's on crunchyroll and you should watch it that sounds doable 
That's yeah. cute. And I love those delinquent characters, delinquent looking type, but they're actually like really sweet and nice. Yeah. You send <laughs> send Ryu girl is and it's like twelve minutes. It's like ah oh, ah oh, easy. I see you writing that down. I'm doing my job today. The, the person so now, looking at one yeah. another. <laughs> I know. So guys, just for miniature backstory, Patty and I are skyping right now, so I can see her. Which is amazing because when Thomas and I do this, we um, we just we call each other on the phone, and then we record over onto our laptops because Thomas's Wi-Fi is so bad. So um, it's awesome being able to like see the person and read the body language. That's why there That's are so right. many less awkward silences this episode because I can tell when <laughs> Patty's about to speak and when she's not. Thomas and I should try and implement this, but life is hard. <laughs> So, for the people out there who have been keeping track, you may have noticed we have not talked about one show yet, but we will keep that till the end because it is the topic of the week this week. But right before our topic of the week, as we usually do with new guests of the pod, we are going to have a little impromptu interview with an anime fan starring Patty. Yay, Patty, thank you for joining us once again. So this is sometimes it's nice hearing other fans' perspectives on how they got into the medium, what they like about it, like mm-hmm. the kind of how it's changed them as a person in all sorts of ways. So we're just gonna briefly yeah. cover that. You know, that's not heavy at all. Just like how has this changed <laughs> your life? But we won't start with that wow. question. We'll start a little lighter. Um, okay. So the the first one we usually say is, um, how did you get into anime? Hmm. So I got into anime, I guess, without really knowing it was anime. Um, So first off, like many people, Sailor Moon, right? Mm -hmm. Sailor Moon is bae and was my childhood. Um, But um, what actually got me in was um, family trips. So I would go to Chile to see family, so that's in South America, and I would watch anime in Spanish, so one of the main things that got me in was Marmalade Boy, (laughs) if you ever heard of that Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, that and Peach Girl kind of were the same time period, and they're both free. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so then when I got home, I wanted to continue where I left off, because if you know Marmalade Boy, it is full of drama. <laughs> so <laughs> I wanted to know that drama at, what, age 10 or something. Um, but then I really got back into it um, late middle school where I guess I'm going to go a little deep here. Um, I didn't have a good time. I didn't have many friends. And I was looking for some sort of escape. So, um I went back, found Marmalade Boy in the subtitled slash dub version, um, and I rewatched all of Sailor Moon because I had never done that as a kid. And from then on, it just kept going. I really enjoyed it. I liked connecting with characters, you know, seeing different types of worlds that I couldn't see in a good, like, live action stuff wasn't as good as it is now (laughs) so it was nice to see things and not not have it look bad but um so I think it was a sort of escape and now it's sort of developed into like a form of self-care for me too 
that's super cool. I didn't know about Marmalade Boy. I didn't know that yeah. that was your, your start. Spanish that Marmalade Boy. Spanish Marmalade Boy. Um, if you look up the the intro or an um, the intro on um, the opening on YouTube, you can find it in Spanish, and it is awesome. <laughs> okay, um, I will do that. I will actually do yeah. that. I had a friend. I have a friend who used to live in Arizona when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He was like right on the Mexico border, so he used to watch Dragon Ball Z and like Ranma one half in Spanish. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so like that was then. How like what kind? How do you think your taste in anime has changed from since you started watching it to where you are now? Mm. Like fifteen years later. Yeah. Um. I think I sort of broadened my taste a lot more. I'm not afraid to try newer things. Um, I don't know about that butthole on that you were talking about. I was going to say, that means you're open to Sarazanmai, right? But you caught me. Um, But, you know, as like, I don't know, um, as like a kid, as like a preteen, teen, like high schooler, I love, I was shoujo trash, which is cool. I still love shoujo trash. Patty is my shoujo trash friend. Patty is like, we coined the phrase shoujo trash. (laughs) Because we were it. We embodied it into our oh, lives, yeah. and we, we represented yeah. it. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, anything that really piques my fancy. Now, you know, um, I, I like those, like, reincarnating into another world type stuff. Like, that time I got reincarnated in a slime was awesome right. for me. A really nice surprise. It was something new, and I loved it. Um, I'll watch, like, really dark stuff. I'll watch, like, some horror stuff. Um, just really what I'm in the mood for. Some days, all I need is just, like, some comedy and some lighthearted, like, slice of life. And other things, I'm like, yes, let's go into some of this horror, like, bloody murder, like, gang fight stuff. Um, Noragami. Yeah. Uh, banana fish. <laughs> banana fish! Yeah. Oh, that was what a ride. You should have been oh. listening to us every week. Thomas and I were coming back to the podcast and like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't think my heart would have been able to take it, to be honest. The text <laughs> I got a lot. The text I got from Patty when she watched the finale, I was at work and she was just like, no, 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 I can't do this. And I was like, I literally can't answer you, but want to so badly. It was awesome. Um, I actually still saved a voicemail from when you finished it before I did. Um, you left me a voicemail about finishing banana fish and you were like, so heartbroken. And like, but at the same time, you're like, you're like, Patty, when you finish it, I'll, uh, I'll be there for you too. So just know that. I knew you were going to take it hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But overall, to answer your question, you know, I've just broadened my taste a lot more and, um, you know, I'm more willing to try new things. Cool. Yeah. And then to finish it out. What would you say, I guess, I don't know, not if you had to pick one anime, like, but like one anime that you, and there can be multiple answers to this, but one anime that you really think like matters to you as a person, like maybe Mm. it changed you in some way. Maybe it's like you took something from it that you carry with you. 
we like keeping things light here on Anime Double Play. <laughs> um, shoot, because I'm having trouble answering this because I know we're not, we're going to talk about something and our theme oh, soon. So that's that's the answer. That's the answer. I would say that's mostly the answer right there. So I'll I can get into it when we start talking about that. That that totally. has changed me. Yeah. Because I feel like our viewer base, since at least the people I know from the Discord, you should join the Anime Double Play Discord, by the way. Please tweet at me at AnimeDoubleplay.com or email us at Anime at gmail.com. Anime at gmail.com. I wish. Anime Double Play at gmail.com if you would like to be included in our Discord. Um, I feel like not enough people I know this season that are watching anime, they're not watching that show. And mm-hmm. I hope our conversation later in the podcast makes them watch it because <laughs> i feel I like so everyone can take something from that show but if you had to pick another one and it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. the great black butler or anything but <laughs> black butler black butler um let's see um you know recently uh let's see you know, I'd have to go to, right now, I would say Noragami. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I think, and that's because, you know, I wouldn't say that the plot has been as meaningful to me, but I would say more so the feels that I've gotten from it, that I feel like the characters are more complex than they first appear. They shine. Um, Yes, and there's a lot of character growth, and you see that some people are a lot more gray than, you know, when we think that someone's evil, um, there's more complexity there, and there's a lot of history, so know that they're gods and goddesses. They've lived for so long, so that comes with its own sort of baggage, Um and then also the connections that they make with Hiori and how she just is able to spark some light into most of the people she interacts with. Um, so I think that it has helped me, um, you know, just think about how how complex anime can be and how, like, heartwarming at the same time and how it can also, like, hurt your soul in some yeah. ways, especially when you see them making bad decisions. And you're like, no! Um, what What I love specifically about Hiyori is that, like, sometimes in life you think, like, oh, I'm just one person, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Hiyori is literally a person among gods and is changing them. And I find that very empowering. I think she's great. Yeah. She's, like, a human. She's technically, like, powerless, but she holds so much power and means so much to everyone. Um, So that's awesome. And it's to the point where she's a threat to other gods yeah, or Yeah, because she watches figures. wrestling on television. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. you guys haven't seen the first two seasons of Noragami, it's really, really great anime. Like, mm-hmm. execution, writing, animation. It's great all around. And a new chapter of the manga came out today, which is why I was reading it. And, woo! Woo! They need to. They could do two seasons. They could do a season three and a season four with how far ahead they are. And wow. like, you need to get on that anime studio. I need them to do that. Yeah, they need to do that. But all right. 
So we're going to talk about our topic of this week. But to segue into that topic, Patty and I are going to talk about how we met because that is how we met. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, so I apologize if I've spoiled it. But um, Patty went, when I was in eighth grade, I went to Catholic school, and Patty went to the high school. So I was in the elementary school, middle school, and Patty was in the high school. And the Mm -hmm. high school choir, like I said, we went to Catholic school. They were going to sing to the Pope in Italy, and Patty was in the choir, and I was in the middle school choir. And they said the eighth graders from the middle school choir could go with the high school choir and sing for the Pope. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So I go, a couple girls go. I was kind of like Patty in middle school where I didn't have a lot of friends. So no one wanted to room with me. So they were like, oh, you're going to get paired up with a high schooler. And I was like, okay, it's fine. They won't talk to me anyway because no one talks to me. And it's all good. So I'm standing in line waiting to check my baggage at JFK. And someone comes up to me and says, oh, my gosh, I love your shirt. That's Kyo from Fruits Basket. I watch that show, too. And it happened to be Patty, the girl I was rooming with for the eight-day trip in Italy. And we bonded over anime on the plane and roomed together for a week and are now best mm-hmm. friends. Yes. Uh, what a amazing moment. I was talking to Mary about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Fruits Basket that just almost like fate, like things happen for a reason. And it's amazing that one thing, like a, like a shirt and having a shared interest and communicating that just really blossomed this friendship that's lasted, I mean, for so many years, right? We've been friends for like, what, a decade. Um, Yeah, I was 13, you were 14. Yeah. Now we're 25. That's beautiful to me. So great. I'm so happy. I'm your friend. Yay, guys. <laughs> we we literally are shoujo trash. This is it. This is the show. <laughs> yeah. Anime shirts are so powerful. Like, that you are the second yeah. friend I made. Leslie, I was where I was at the Grand Canyon wearing a Sasuke shirt and she came up to me. We met in Arizona. We met in Ar- uh where yeah, Arizona. She lived in Limbrook on Long Island. And we met in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And we became best friends and it's like crazy. Wow. But anyway, we are talking about the new seasonal anime this season, Fruits Basket. Cuz Fruits Basket is awesome. I feel like not enough people are talking about Fruits Basket and it is as Patty said before, the anime that like changed her life. <laughs> <laughs> and the anime that is way deeper than anyone could ever predict and really rocks our world. So first, yeah. I think we should start with talking about what has been presented in the anime so far right? this season. And we don't want to get into spoilers for the future, but we do want to talk about mm-hmm. kind of like the emotional heft of it as the story continues. So, yeah. um, hi, Kagora. That was Nito. She's so cute. I loved her. Yeah. I thought the voice actor, she was amazing for Kagura. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I Compared to the um, original anime that came out, what, like 10, 11 years ago. It can um, vote 18 years ago, 2001. Oh, my gosh. Original no. Fruits Basket can vote. <laughs> wow. I'm Yeah, I'm older than I think I am then. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
But I don't know. Something about this episode just and this character design just gave her some new life for me. Yeah. So she's super cute, but also really badass and has a lot of intense emotions that she doesn't know how to handle. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was portrayed really nicely. I thought in this rendition of her character, she seemed more earnest. Yeah. Where it was like, I love you, Ko, and I'm going to punch you in the face, but you're so nice. This, like, I mean, they're still two polar opposites, and they still do clash, Mm -hmm. but they did make a little more sense in this representation of her, which I thought was cool. And um, her little boar form was, oh, my God, it's so cute. She's so cute. Just want to squish her. I love Kyo, Kyo, Kyo. Man, I just love, that's all I have to say about him. I just love him. Okay, but can I just say, I had to rewind and rewatch that episode where Toru and Kyo are on the roof, and he just, and she does that punch thing that she does in the original, too. It's and so that great. moment where he's like, he smiles and was like, that was awful. That sucked. I was like, <laughs> there was just Oops. something. Oh, that smile was great. Yeah. Hashtag shoujo trash. Shoujo trash. <laughs> shoujo trash. <laughs> I'm watching it in English and Japanese. And in the English, he turns to her and he does that smile and just goes horrible. And I was just like flipping my desk, like running around my house. Like, this is brilliant. Man. Oh my goodness. So, Fruits Basket starts out. It doesn't even really start out as shoujo trash. It's it's so shoujo trash, but not shoujo mm-hmm. in like the romantic sense. Because there right. are some things going on, but it's not like this is a romance. It starts off kind mm-hmm. of slice of life, and it starts off kind of lighthearted and silly. It's Toru. I mean, lighthearted and silly. Toru is homeless, living in a tent, thinking of her dead mother. Lighthearted and silly, yeah. But um, she mm-hmm. has that attitude. And she has that personality. That is one of the things when I was younger that I really took with me for positive and negatives um, throughout my life. Look at Mm -hmm. me sounding so legit. But um, she's just trying to do her best, and she meets this family that's cursed, and she just wants to be a part of their lives and um, find out more about them and hopefully help them along the way. And it's kind of what we should all do, you know? Yeah. But it gets a little deeper than that. It, uh... It, I don't want to say it goes dark, but um, mature themes come up in Fruits Basket. And, yeah, the first season, I mean, if they're redoing the whole manga, it's going to be mm-hmm. more than one season. Like, oh, definitely. It, it's going to be, it's got to be 32, 40 episodes, maybe more. The vo- there's 23 volumes yeah, of the manga. And if they, like, say if they're giving it the full metal alchemist brotherhood treatment it's gonna be long which Mm. is gonna be bomb it's gonna be awesome oh i can't i can't say but it's kind of a spoiler i'm gonna act it out to you quick in the first episode did you see the do you know what i'm saying Okay, charades isn't working. Maybe you type it to me. <laughs> yeah, charades definitely doesn't work on a podcast. But there was no. some, even like in the opening, there's like some crazy, um, not crazy, there's some um, foreshadowing for those manga readers, and it's awesome. But um, yeah, 
Fruits Basket goes places yes. where you don't ex- Yeah, you saw that? Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out because I didn't remember that from the original anime. And I was just like, it's literally right it there. It was not in the original. To give a little background <gasps> oh, without spoiling it, there is an object that comes out as a cameo in the first episode that holds significance for multiple characters of the story and it comes together later on um, and it's just laying there perspectives yes and it's just lying right there (laughs) and it's Um, man it was awesome mm -hmm. it was yeah anyway i i had a because thomas thomas is watching it and he's loving it it's his the one anime he's looking forward to this season because he has a he knows nothing about fruits basket never watched it never read it never talked to me about it so i'm just like sitting here like in like a villain in an anime i'm like let's (laughs) watch him do this it's gonna be awesome seeing him react um, yeah. but yeah, the, the Soma clan is extremely broken and extremely complicated. And, um, yes. you meet all 12 members of the Zodiac and they all have their own issues and they can affect you in a lot of different ways. And I feel like as a kid, I'm more related to Toru kind of as like the happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy go lucky if you know what I mean, but, um, I don't know, I related to Toru in a sense, and now on this watch-through, I'm hoping to kind of connect with the other yeah. characters now that my life experience has changed. Right. What's really interesting is that I had a sort of different experience than than you when you first watched it. Um, so granted, this is like high school me, I'm guessing, Um I didn't like Toru as much. I thought, you know, oh, she's like the airhead. Like, you know, um, she has to rely on all these other people, but yeah, she's changing them. I didn't understand it um, until now, I think. Um, Yeah, um, I connected with her a little more or I understood her a bit more. Um, Her character seemed a little more like, ah, I get it. Um, Just that... I think it's really nice how she's really internalized a lot of what her mom's teachings have been. This has been both good and bad for her, and you'll figure out why as you watch more. But one of the main things that her mother has told her is that people are not born kind. You have to learn to be kind, yet there's still some goodness in people, and that Toru tries to see the strengths in everyone. So, for example, Kagura, who is a very explosive personality, Toru is able to see how much of that earnestness she has, that um, genuine wanting to do something for Kyo. So, and she's able to do that, and that's how she's able to bring all these different types of people as her group, as her, like, other family that she's building, um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, in the recent episode, she had two amazing monologues about kindness. The first one, yeah. the famous one about everyone has a plum on their back. Yes. Like, man. And watching, just, like, watching it happen again, like, animated beautifully yeah. and, like, the kindness in her voice and seeing Kyo's yeah. reaction and, like, that's something that sticks, yeah. you know? And it's then she said something yeah. else. I think she said it to Yuki. Oh, when they're saving the vegetable garden? 
Man. He's the light. He lights up the room. He's like a candle. He's a candle. His kindness, everyone has a kindness, even if they don't realize it or interact with it, and his kindness is warm. Mm -hmm. That was great. Yeah. It's like, it did, I feel like the last two episodes, it almost got a little preachy. Because it was like Toru had two bomb monologues, one after another. But I didn't care, because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that plum on the back scene is so iconic of that series. And I think represents most of what goes on. Um, But it's just amazing, especially in that scene, to to see, like you said, Kyo's reaction to it. Because Mm -hmm. if some of you are starting right now, or if you've known... Kyo, if you've seen or read the manga, um, Kyo hasn't experienced a lot of kindness in his life or a lot of people who have affirmed him. So it's one of the few times where he's encountered someone who points out his strengths, that he has that plum. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got a plum on his yeah. back. He's got a plum on his back. Yeah, that's right. And it's great because he also says that you, you there? Yeah. Oh, okay. There. Patty's earphones died. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I have my little earbuds on the side. Yes, they look cute. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but it's great because Kyo does have a plum on his back, and he also tells Toru that she has one too, even though it's mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. And that's a big step for him at, in receiving kindness and then learning how to show it back, mm-hmm. like reflect, not reflect it, but to give it back to someone right. and watching those characters, these characters interacting with Toru and growing in that way. And then they yes. themselves changing the cast is um, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now yeah. that we've revealed that it's Fruits Basket, why would you <laughs> say that this is the anime manga that has affected you the most mm. I think it's sort of complicated to pinpoint exactly what but I think maybe I can describe it to you with imagery um, I've just reread the entire series I know I was getting the best snapshots from Patty <laughs> she was like remember this panel and I was like yes I do <laughs> But part of it is that it brings up a lot of nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. And then I feel that this time that I've read it after, what, like 11 years fully, um, I'm able to pick up on a lot of different things that that were slightly there um, that holds like a lot of lessons about humanity, in essence. Um, yeah. Like, how do, how, what is a friend? What does that look like? Like, what is a family? Is it blood or is it who you choose to insert into your life and who are, who bring positivity to your life? Um, like it questions the things about bond and like fate. Um, and these are just really deep sort of, um, messages for me that I think it's good to reflect on throughout life because these things mean different things to you as, as you age and yeah. you figure out more of yourself as a person, as a viewer. Um, and just, you know, in reading, I think it says something when the last three novels of the series, I'm bawling at one point in each novel. Um, 
because that just means I'm emotionally connected. And if you know me, I don't really cry for shows. I don't really cry for like manga, but there's something about this that, you know, hit me in the kokoro and yes. just makes me think about my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I can't talk about this point because it's kind of a spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. I'm not going to really talk about it, but um, why the anecdote on why Fruits Basket is called Fruits Basket, and that's the question. Like, my Thomas right. is like, Fruits Basket? And I'm like, yeah, because, like, I guess a lot, I mean, I don't mean to get sappy, but a lot of my life, well, I'm going to talk about this without explaining it to you guys, so enjoy. Um, <laughs> I feel like everyone sometimes feels like the onigiri. And they don't feel like they belong in the fruits basket. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of watching and reading fruits basket and finding out that like you can put anything in that basket. Anyone, yeah. if you try hard enough, you can make anything fit. Um Mm-hmm. Again, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's like abstract still life drawing yeah. right now, like fruit and then a, a rice ball. But yeah. she'll explain it. She'll probably explain it soon. But yeah. that was the image more so than the plum on everyone's back that I was like, OK, mm. maybe I can make friends. Ah, <laughs> who knows? And we did. But, we did it. We made I friends. know we did it. Thanks, Kyo. <laughs> and it wasn't even like like a sexy picture of Kyo. It was just his cat head. Yeah. And it just said it was a yellow shirt with Kyo's orange face. And then it just said K-Y-O in white on the bottom. <laughs> I wore and that I shirt. I had a Yuki time. shirt. I remember. <gasps> you did. I did. Yeah. I had a Yuki shirt. It's probably somewhere at home, but. We were oh, meant to I- be. And it had his little mousy head. <laughs> Guys, we're a matching set. We're Shoujo Trash. Woo! We're Shoujo Trash. <laughs> yeah. So before we close, um, for the listeners, if you could like do one sort of statement to say why you think people should watch Fruits Basket, what would you say to try and convince them? Mm. Um, you know... I honestly think that each of you will find a character that you connect with at this point in life in some way or another. And I'm not going to explain why, but I think you will emotionally feel that. Um, So it will be quite a trip for you. Plus, it has really great comedy moments. Um, It's okay. When when Toru picked up Kagura and was like, she's the boar. I figured it out. And Chikara's like... (laughs) No, you didn't. You're literally holding her. I, I laughed. It, yes. I forgot that, like, it was actually funny. So that's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. funny. It knows it how really kind of moments. dumb it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really weird situation, and it knows that. And it's like, let's just go. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So you're in it. You're in it for a ride, and it's going to be great. Yeah. I it definitely doesn't come off like it's for everyone. It comes off as a drama, it comes off as a romance. But mm-hmm. if you give it a chance, everyone can find something to link on to in Fruits Basket. And I think that's why it's getting this remake. That's why it was yes. the it was the first manga to ever make it on like the bestseller, the New York Times bestseller list. The first gra- the first manga 
ever. It was the most wow. popular shoujo manga in America, like, for all, from, like, 1998 to 2006. Like, it's big for a reason, and that's because people connect with it, and if you give it a chance, you can too. <laughs> Thank you that's for right. listening to our PSA. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, cool. really watch Fruits Basket, please. Watch Fruits Basket. Um, Do it. Again, I'm going to disagree with Patty. I don't really like the opening. Patty loves the opening. I think it's fine. I mean, I didn't expect much. I mean, okay. How could it get better from, <laughs> let's stay together, eat some like, Yeah, that's true. That was very chill opening, the original. So I'm like, eh, let's be chill, too. Let's yeah. focus on the nice artwork. I think I get too excited about openings because I love music and I love animation. Mm. And, like, there it is. Yeah. A minute and a half music video, there's your AMV, and it's like, let's walk and pose and walk <laughs> and pose and, like, do something. Someone needs to do something. I watched I too much the ending. Showing. The ending's great. Oh, it's just it's so everyone cute. looking really hot, sleeping. Sleeping. It's creepy, but it sounds yeah. better than we're describing it. <laughs> we're making it sound like shoujo trash, but it's just shoujo. Mm. It's really good shoujo that, like, jumps into Jose. And like, yeah. The, the more it goes, the more mature it gets. And I'm not saying like no one gets like murdered. There's not like right. you know it doesn't turn. It doesn't suddenly turn into Attack on Titan. The walls don't come yeah. down and everyone dies. It gets mature <laughs> in like sort of like a Nana kind of sense. Yeah. Like I'm using an oh, anime yeah. as an example that I've never watched before, but I'm guessing <laughs> Nana's mature. Well, I think it makes total sense because just thinking about the length of the manga first off the characters are growing and maturing yeah. both in age and you know they're making changes in their life and also the audience from reading it they're also getting older so we're maturing along with it and with the story ourselves I think a reader can also be changing um reader and viewer so i think it makes sense that it kind of gets into the more mature area but not too mature where you're like oh this is depressing yeah <laughs> i mean it, it gets close <laughs> it gets close it gets really but... close to being like what is going on i can't believe this but mm-hmm. but it's for done good with purpose. purpose yeah yeah the payoff the catharsis at the end top notch a plus mm-hmm. Plus, plus ultra, plus ultra catharsis. <laughs> and for people, if once this finishes and you and you find yourself wanting more, you can also go to a spin-off series of Fruits Basket. Um, so far, there's translated oh, yeah. two volumes of Fruits Basket and Another, and that has given me some both nostalgia and some sort of weird catharsis there as well. I read the first chapter when it first came out, like, ages ago, and I don't remember Mm. anything about it. All I remember is I did not read the rest. Is it good? Well, I've enjoyed it. Um, I'm getting some moments in there, um, and I'm not going to... I don't want to spill too much as to what it's about or what the the characters are, Um, but you, you see some links to the original manga, both emotionally and plot-wise. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Nice. Good. I've convinced you now. 
Oh, yeah, see, you got one person. <laughs> and I was just so shocked when Thomas was like, yeah, I'm going to watch Fruits Basket. Like, I didn't even have to try. He's so like, proud yeah. Of him. I mean, he's been watching a lot of shoujo trash. He watched Kaicho Wa Maitama and Lovely Complex. And I'm like, where's my brother? I don't know who you are, Amazing. but I, I might like you better now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but, yeah. So this was, this was great. Patty, it's been a trip down memory lane. And yes, um, also a really good time. Thank and if you're you. in the mood yeah. for some butt stuff, you can watch Sara's on my. <laughs> All right. And I'll do a... <laughs> I'm just going to do a brief plug-in, too, if that's okay. Oh, um, plug, plug. Go, yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> um, so I also just started um, an Instagram page for cosplaying, although um, it's been, like, 10 years since almost 10 years since I did cosplay, I was brought back to it through friends like Mary and Thomas. And um, if you're interested, go ahead and follow me. My um, Instagram name is Amazilia underscore cosplay. And that's A-M-A-Z-I-L-I-A underscore cosplay. So go follow me if you're interested. I'm sorry. I was supposed to go into cosplay and then I didn't. So... I apologize. Okay. But yeah, she went as Kofu to Anime NYC. She went as Kofuku from Noragami, and I went as Sparkly Penguin Princess from Penguin Drum. And we walked <laughs> around together, and her friend was Hiyori, Katie? Yes, Katie. She's super nice, and she was super cute, and we had a blast. And Thomas was there, not in cosplay, but hopefully next year. And, um... <laughs> It was a good time, and we had a whole it group, so and John fun. was there, and Sarah yeah. Devery was there. We actually had, like, a squad. It was it great. It was great. It was fantastic. It, was yeah. it made me, going back to a con for the first time, feel almost like home. Oh, yeah. Cons. Cons are awesome. Yeah. Anime, anime NYC is the closest you can get to Anime Fest, New York Anime Fest, which was, yeah. like, the best. But that was it's amazing. Over. It was so good. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've nerded (laughs) out enough for tonight. Um, Patty, whenever you want to come back on, you are always welcome. Hopefully next time Thomas won't be a procrastinating student and can join us. He was really looking forward to talking to you about stuff. Hopefully, who knows, maybe we can turn him into some shoujo trash and we can get him to watch Yona and beyond. He's watched Noragami. He hasn't read it. And dude needs to read that. Because Patty and I are caught up in the manga, and it's bomb! But yeah, um, um, Patty, thank you so much. I love you. You're one of my best friends. Thank you. I'm happy. I love you too. That we haven't even talked in general for a while, so this was awesome. Yeah, yeah, this was great. Yeah. Especially since we talked two hours before recording this, so. Yeah, this is like well, hour four of our hangout, and we don't even care. <laughs> it's awesome. Nope. We could keep going. We could, but we'll save you guys the trauma and we'll talk offline. But thank you all so much for listening to episode 102 of Anime Double Play. We will be back next week with some more anime stuff goodness. And have a great week. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.